Hello everyone, I'm Desi and welcome to another episode of the Sustainability Issue Podcast, a podcast about sustainable fashion and mindfulness. Today I'm going to talk about eight different ways to be more sustainable in your wardrobe. So it's going to be a super easy hands-on episode where I hope um, you're going to be able to take something away with you. But first, I want to tell you about um, a concept that I recently read about and that I really liked. It is the concept of um, bodhicitta, which is regarded as a jewel in the crown of Mahayana Buddhist practices. Ultimately, it means um, the wish for all beings to be free, happy and well. And even our wish for our own well-being is dedicated in the end to the well-being of all. According to Bodhicitta, when we act on our wish to share our well-being, such as knowledge, insight, happiness, wealth with others who are less fortunate, we're acting with the motivation of Bodhicitta. When we act with the intention to make others more happy, healthy and at ease, we noticed according to this practice, that we ourselves become increasingly content. I hope you enjoyed that little story and now let's dive into the show. The first thing I want to share with you today is making use of what you already have. And seems very straightforward you might think, but let me explain. Um, we have certain things and certain cuts that we really like uh, because they fit our bodies well uh, and so on. So we tend to actually buy these pieces over and over again and buy similar pieces again and again. Um, so that's why I'm thinking, why don't we take inventory of our wardrobes and see what we actually have and what we tend to buy. And... The thing is, these pieces that um, get worn out a little bit can be easily mended, for example, at a mending or an alternation service. And yes, the price of mending is similar to buying a fast fashion piece. And it seems to be, well, a lot of work compared to maybe ordering on Zalando. But when you think about it, it's just one trip to the mending or alternation service and you get to have a cool chat with um, with the person uh, and you can literally create your perfect pair of jeans um, that you've always dreamed about out of a random pair of old jeans. So this can be really, really rewarding, I would say. Number two is borrow from friends or rent. Borrowing from friends is somehow something that many of us are not used to. It seems weird at first to ask, can I borrow something? But I think the world would be such a much better place if we get used to borrowing our clothes from friends. Because let's face it, so often we do want to put on something new that we haven't worn before for a certain occasion. And that's literally the, the only um goal of us buying a new item and borrowing from friends can make the whole process so much more fun um easy and sustainable and renting um is a sector in fashion that is um 
on the rise um, so much right now. In Austria, there's a cool startup called Endless Fesh. Um, they organize pop-ups once a month. You can rent some pretty cool stuff for a month and they give them back at the, and give them back at the next pop-up. Last time I checked, they had some quite nice small contemporary brands in their assortment and the concept is just great. Similar platforms are Her Collective in the UK or Rent the Runway in the US. I'm gonna put the links to all of them in the show notes for you. Number three is support the circular economy by, for example, buying secondhand. And buying secondhand has been a big love of mine since I was little. I was always combining um, some interesting secondhand pieces with my new items because it adds um, a certain edge to every outfit. So um, yeah, for me, it's just great. There are a number of ways you can find super cool secondhand pieces online. For example, in Austria, with apps such as Wilhaben and Vinted, it works great. Wilhaben is much, has a much better user experience on the app than it has in the browser. So I really recommend using the app and setting up notifications to look for um, certain pieces. Vinted is the old Kleiderkreiser, it's German, and the choice there is so big, there's literally everything you can wish for, so many cool pieces to discover, so I really, really recommend it. Other great apps for finding luxury pieces online are Vestier Collective, which is French, and The Real Real in the US. These are such cool platforms and even um, designers such as, for example, Stella McCartney start to collaborate with these brands and actually encourage people to buy their pieces secondhand on those platforms in order to promote circularity and sustainability in the fashion industry. Number four, when you buy new items, um, try to go for natural biodegradable fabrics such as organic cotton, linen, hemp, tensile, lyocell, um, and there's so many other great options. Um, cotton, for example, is one of the most used fabrics. It's natural, it's breathable, which makes it a wardrobe stable. But it can be very problematic because it's a super thirsty crop, which means that it uses a lot of water and it's also very chemical intensive. Of course, looking for recycled or upcycled cotton is great, but if that's not possible, at least looking for cotton, which is organic, is a great option because organic cotton uses up to 95% less water and much less chemicals um, than growing or conventional cotton crops. I want to mention one more fabric, which is tensile. Tensile is a very innovative fabric made out of wood pulp. This fiber is produced by an Austrian company called Lensing. Um, it's been growing in popularity so much. It's um, said to be 50% more absorbent than cotton. It has antibacterial properties, so it's really, really great. And I feel like it's everywhere right now and brands all over the world are using it. So I think that is one great trend we're seeing. And the great thing about those natural fabrics is they are made out of plants and after their life is over, they 
can dissolve into the soil and actually nurture it as opposed to fabrics like for example polyester which is made out of fossil fuels fuels and after its life is over it also creates great damage to the environment number six is look for certifications and certifications are great because they are like labels that brands can receive um, in case they meet certain criteria in their production process with regards to ethics and sustainability it would be impossible to cover them all right now but i just want to mention a few and i want to make you aware of the fact that one certification does not automatically mean that a brand is doing great and is doing everything they can for sustainability um, so for example there is the better cotton initiative uh, which exists in response to the um, cotton production impacts worldwide and it basically promotes uh, measurable improvements uh, in the impacts of cotton cultivation and it helps people who grow cotton transfer then eventually towards um, organic cotton production. Then there is the GOT certification which indicates that a product um, is definitely organic throughout the whole production chain from the crops through the label labeling and the final product and that's internationally recognized standard and is currently one of the most trusted organic textile certifications. The Fairware Foundation, on the other hand, is dealing with the improvement of workplace conditions of garment workers in um, 11 different production countries um, in Asia, Europe and Africa, um, where most of the um, garment production in the world is happening. It is a non-profit organization. They work with brands, factories, trade unions, NGOs, and sometimes even governments um, in order to improve conditions for garment workers. And they have currently over 120 brands worldwide working with them. And finally, I want to mention B Corporation, which is um, a new type of corporation which uses the power of businesses to solve social and environmental problems. B corporations are more than just responsible brands because they meet comprehensive and transparent social and environmental performance standards. They take care of all stakeholder interests and they build a collective voice through the power of their unifying brand. And also, my next week's guest, Joanna Dai, is a founder of performance women's wear brand Dai. Dai is a certified B Corporation, and I really, really can't wait to share the interview with you. And there we go, number seven. It's my favorite tip for a more sustainable wardrobe, and it's simply sleep on it. I live by this rule. I literally never or almost never buy um, anything the same day that I see it for the first time. If I really like something, if I really, really like something, I would still um, go home and sleep on it and at least one night. And then if I wake up the next day thinking about it again, maybe I would go see it again and then maybe I would buy it. 
or if I don't think about it again, well, then maybe I didn't need it or want it really in the first place. And also, I think it's a really, really interesting thing to look at your mental state at the moment you're buying a new item. Because I think so often we feel a need that is completely different than a need for a new clothing piece or whatever else we are buying at the moment. For example, we had a really bad day at work and we're in this really low state and we go out and we need a little high, um, we need a little push and then we just go and buy something and get this instant endorphin rush. Um, or we had a really great day at work and then we go out of work and we, and we think, oh, maybe I need a reward. So I think you got the point and in the end, I think it's a great advice to just simply sleep on it. And the last point, tip number eight, is connected to our power as consumers and our right as consumers to ask brands questions. I do this all the time, for example, on social media, and it's so simple. It takes a minute just writing a quick message to a brand because, for example, there are so many brands who communicate about their fabrics, um, brand themselves as sustainable, but they don't say a word about where their clothes are being produced and under what working conditions. And I'm not saying that these brands that do this are the worst. It's for sure a great start to use sustainable fabrics. And this is why I think when we like a brand, it's actually um, a good thing if we engage as consumers and we do ask questions, because in this way we can shift um, the brands that we already like um, towards more sustainable practices so we can continue supporting them with a clear conscience. And coming back to my little bodhicitta story from the beginning, or the um, principle that when we act with the intention to make others more happy, healthy and at ease, we notice that we ourselves become increasingly content. I really hope that you'll be able to pick up maybe one or two new habits and that the choices you make with regards to your wardrobe um, are made with respect towards others and thus they make you a happier and a healthier human being too. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the podcast, please subscribe to it on Spotify. You can also rate it on Apple Podcasts and join me next time. I can't wait to share with you my interview with Joanna Dye, founder of women's wear brand Dye that empowers women through function and comfort and her incredible founding story after an eight-year career in finance. So talk to you next time.